Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> just really good for everyone's ears you know it's just great yeah <laughs> i told you about the ent right the wheat thing <laughs> oh my god no okay so i went to get my hearing checked because yeah. i was concerned and <laughs> they have this time where like they put you in a silent room which would be really good to podcast in because there's noise dampening all oh, over it so there's no echo sounds great and they put like little things around your ears like at one point they have actual headphones and then at one point they have like vibration thingies but basically they'll like say a word and you're supposed to repeat it back and it's like say the word moist say the word whatever and so it's supposed to get like a range of different sounds yeah so like one of them is death and then it's like it gets the good th in there yeah and i sent like robbie a thing like okay so ent horror story like start with this like whatever that's separate but one of the words was wheat but the person said, say the word wheat. And I was like, wheat. Because <laughs> you're just... Wheat. <laughs> you're just repeating it. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that gets everyone. <laughs> and then brought wheat. me joy. Wheat. <laughs> you say wheat. <laughs> wheat. <laughs> Incredible. I wasn't speaking of saying things in an interesting way. Oh, but... well... Irish. That's why I was like, it's like- Irish. <laughs> it, is, it is that. It's Irish. A lot of names I had trouble with. Yeah. I, well, I always have the subtitles on. So I was like looking at how they're spelled and then typing out how they're said. There is like nothing like an Irish name. I'm telling you. Mm. Woo. <laughs> I didn't have very many. What are we talking about? <laughs> I was pulling out my notes. <laughs> Oh, we're talking about sea fever. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone just guesses which Irish film we're talking yeah, about. figure it out. <laughs> Once we got far yeah. into it, they'd be like, I think I can narrow it I down. I think I can get this, yeah. Uh, we're talking about sea fever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wild movie. I'm very yes. excited about it. Yes. Um, it had all of my nightmares. Whales. Oh, large yeah. creatures. Yeah. The ocean. <laughs> yeah. So fun. <laughs> and names I can't pronounce so really yeah. I'm just in hell but in yeah. a fun way because yeah. I'm enjoying it um, but yeah everybody I'm talking about sea fever I said it there you go that's it can I open my notes now <laughs> yeah if you insist what if it didn't say sea fever <laughs> like, steer me wrong <laughs> cabin fever <laughs> that movie's wild alright we're talking about sea fever it was made in 2019 here we go with the names I can do this though yeah Written and directed by Nisa Hardiman? Sure. I think so. Uh, best known for, like, TV work specifically. I don't know if this is their first movie. One of the only ones, though, yeah. that I found. But one of them was, it was, like, a mystery drama for kids called Tracy Beaker Returns. And then another drama, mystery, but this one I think was not for children. I don't know. It's called Scott and Bailey. Huh. I don't know. Something called Happy Valley 2, The Beginning of Everything. Huh. Love that. And my favorite, a show that I've watched, and if you've watched it too, then you understand why this is going to be the funniest thing in the world, Marvel's TV show, Inhumans. Now, Kate, 
<laughs> Inhumans is one of the worst television shows ever made. Oh. And I don't think it's necessarily this person's fault. I don't know. The writing was... If she wrote it, I'm so sorry, Nisa. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was a warm-up. There's like a part where a guy is standing there and he's like saying, giving a little speech, and someone just goes, to the mines with you! (laughs) And I quote that all the time. Amazing. (laughs) So if you've ever seen Inhumans, it has the absolute banger of a quote where the little kid tries to say the word why, but his power is that when he talks, it's like super like wah, sound. Wah, 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 wah. So he, his parents are trying to basically ground him. And inso- and he just goes, why? But it comes out, why? And then he murders them. <laughs> why? They fly. He literally goes, what? In slow-mo, why? And his parents just go, and like oh explode. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to die when I saw it. So everyone like check parents. out Inhumans. I watched all of it. So you don't have to, but you yeah. should. <laughs> I'll show you the clip when we're done. It'll make you Amazing. cry. Oh, okay. The cinematography was... <laughs> so the name is... I looked this up. I can say it. But it is spelled R-U-A-I-R-I. And I was like, what? But it's Rory. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Rory O'Brien uh, also did... Don't get excited. Teeth, but not the movie. Not... A short film. Okay. So a short film called Teeth. Uh, I think it's a movie called Flack. It could be a show. There were a lot of shows thrown in with the... The movies, but a lot of them were like short films or like straight to TV, like miniseries kind of things. Um, so we had Teeth, Flack, Dating Amber, The Winter Lake, and Five Minutes of Heaven. I know none of those, but this movie was pretty cool. So, you know, go check it out. It's five Minutes in Heaven, like a discount Seven Minutes in Heaven. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like if you get bored and you're yeah. like, I'm actually done. For ADHD. So, <laughs> you know what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, the music was Christopher Franzen. Uh, also made Making a Killing at the end of the day. And uh, honestly, there wasn't a lot that he did for like movies or TV. But he, he has like an album or something called like light in motion i can't remember exactly but he does everything he plays every single instrument he writes all the songs he does everything and people are like oh it's fucking great so everybody if you enjoy i don't even know what kind of music christopher franson amazing yeah fun time i could not for the life of me find out how much this made or no how much what the budget was i know how much it made okay which is probably hard because it was released vod yes so i found that but I, I could not find. I yeah. checked like the technical specs. I checked everything, and I was like, "Yeah, where is your your budget?" I would assume at least, I don't know. It had to be something because like that creature was pretty. I don't know, impressive to me. Yeah. So people were saying like low budget, and I was like, "Okay, yes. well, Blumhouse low budget is like four million, right?" So I was like, "Is it that kind of low budget?" Because I read yeah. that too, and I was like, "I guess." Um, no idea. But I don't know. But do you want to know how much it made worldwide? Give it a little guess. We'll say their budget was, I don't know, give them at least a million or two million. Okay, 10 million? That's too nice, isn't it? That was very nice. Um, 100,000. <laughs> now you're being mean. <laughs> um, it was 387,000, 740. Oh, so, yeah. not like a ton. Yeah, well, um, it did well at like a single film festival, yes. and then they had to do VOD because, you know, COVID. Right. Um... So, yeah, it, it, like, I don't know. It just didn't do amazing, but I really like it. Yeah. Like, people like it. It yeah. doesn't have horrible reviews. We were talking about this. Like, 
it's got very mixed reviews. Some people are like, this movie's so boring, I hate it. And then other ones are like, yes, slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Um, I only have like one little small fun fact, Ooh. and it's about the cast. Um, so somebody was supposed to play Freya, but then Freya, or not Freya, sorry, the person who was going to play her got too busy and wasn't able to do it. But do you know who it was? Scarlett Johansson. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tony Collette. Oh my god. I know. Oh, uh, she would have been transcendent. I know. Don't get me wrong. The person who played Freya in great. this, she was great. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Collette. Oh. Um, I guess she just had scheduling conflicts or yeah. something. Like something came up and she was like, yeah, sorry, like I can't do it. Um, what Dang. a different movie I feel like it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony Collette. Because Freya had like until, you know, we start to like really have shit hit the fan, she had such a like calm focused demeanor Mm -hmm. and i don't see that a lot from tony collette no (laughs) i think the most i saw that was in sixth sense yes and then everything since then has really leaned into the other side of her (laughs) skills poor tony collette everyone loves to just traumatize that woman yeah they do i love her she's one of my favorite actors oh my god so talented incredible nuts yeah i just oh i love her so that would have been cool that would have been cool um yeah Oh. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. A very beautiful but spooky creature uh-huh. causes a Irish ship <laughs> to have a real bad time. <laughs> you had to yeah. sing it because I... you were... <laughs> I thought if I, like, drew it out, maybe I could come up with something. <laughs> but it was like... <laughs> I was trying to think of the word trawler. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yep. when I said ship, I was already downhill yep. because I was like, well, that's not what I wanted to say. And then I said Irish, and I wanted to say, like, crew, but then in my head I went, family. <laughs> so, like, I was <laughs> over the face. I was like, an Irish family. <laughs> There's so much happening on your face. <laughs> I was really panicking. The family of an Irish ship. <laughs> A boat is two sons. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> I got the creature in there. He yeah, was he beautiful. It was beautiful. She was beautiful. It yeah. was beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> what do they say? How could they possibly say that I haven't? Well, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Solitary marine biologist student Siobhan endures a week on a ragged fishing trawler, miserably at odds with the close-knit crew. But out in the deep Atlantic, an unfathomable life form soon ensnares sure. the boat. As members of the crew now succumb to a strange infection, Siobhan must overcome her alienation and win their trust before everyone is lost. So I did know the word trawler, to be yes. clear. <laughs> we both had that going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else. Was... Life form creature. Yeah. Yeah. You covered the main points. Family. Family. <laughs> me familia. <laughs> I've never seen Fast and Furious. Don't Nor come I. for me. I just know that it's got me familia. I just make entirely too many Too Fast, Too Furious too fast, jokes. Too fast, Too Furious. I do it for everything. Yep. And they're like, oh, you love those movies. And I'm like, never seen Turn. a single one. <laughs> I this has nothing to do with this. But I, speaking of like movies that have a ton of movies in the series, some network, I can't remember what it was, but it was like John Wick Watching Guide. There's only three. <laughs> so it was like, start with, and it had like first, two, and three, and someone retweeted it and was like, oh, okay, so you start with one. <laughs> and then you watch two. And then you watch two. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. Amazing. <laughs> Why? Watch guide. It's so I was lost funny. about it. <laughs> oh, that was good. Amazing. <sighs> um, all right. I don't know what you're going to talk about. Okay. I was going to talk, I thought maybe about like confined spaces and like, Ooh. not, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I don't okay. know. Illness? Kind of. Okay. Okay. What is it? Okay. What is it? What is it? So as is my way, I had a small crisis. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Just like a little crisis Just for the a week. a little one. Yeah. Uh, so trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about and what I felt that I could reasonably talk about. Yeah. And there's so many topics that I want to spend like a week researching These when I simply kind of a lot of little bits. Time. Yeah. Uh, so there are topics that I've lightly brushed upon mm-hmm. in the past, but they should get their time in the sun. And this is one of those times. <laughs> so... I have, oh, I wrote it down in my phone. I was texting my partner to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I just rambled via text. And I was like, oh, that's a thesis statement. Um, So dimensions of culture and how it impacts pandemic response, not specific to Ireland, but rather the film as a microcosm. Wow. That's my thesis statement that in two parts, not you text your partner. (laughs) It's just like very smart, thought out things. And then when I text, not always, I get it. I'm just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> like, I text mine. I'm like, watch the movie. Woo! <laughs> She's like, okay. I send in pictures of crows a lot. Good, yeah. <laughs> so it's not I all. I sent a lot of pictures of that soup I made. She was like, no, yeah. I get it. It's soup. soup. And I was like, <laughs> A soup in his two sides. A soup in his. I should have had two little bowls. You should have. Yeah, little, like, teaspoons oh, or, like, God, I love soup. cups. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. So, my first hurdle was how do you talk about pandemic anxiety when you're still in the middle of it mm-hmm. and it's so context specific. So like the social and political climate of a country hugely impacts how specific conflicts will arise and be dealt with and super individualistic cultures will often chafe against restrictions that mean sacrificing some autonomy for the good of the collective. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned individualist and collectivist mindsets before but I didn't go super deep into it because I wasn't sure if it was still accepted in psych <laughs> and so or if people had been like nah that's reductionist. So I went on a little Google journey, mm-hmm. and I found a few studies. I read through them. They were fun to read. Uh, and I learned some new dimensions to the terms that I was already familiar with. So I'm going to start off with the slightly outdated theory that I learned, and that will serve as a foundation for a newer theorization mm-hmm. of individualist versus collectivist. Yeah. So defining culture itself is a whole can of worms. Yeah. And as I was writing, I was like, a whole last can of worms. A can of ass worms. <laughs> and then I was like, you can't ass do that. Worms. I know. <laughs> Beautiful. We all sin sometimes, we you know? We all do. It's okay. Uh, but one way of defining culture would be that it is a, quote, collection of attitudes, behaviors, and symbols shared by a large group of people and passed down through generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never looked up how to say this person's name. They're super, like, famous in the canon. And it's either Hofstede or Hofstede. Oh. Don't know which. So I'll just say both. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Why just not? go back and forth. Just keep going. <laughs> I'll be right 50% of the time. <laughs> and that'll be a good 50. I like that. Yeah. You know, mix it up. Yeah. So Hofstede's writing on culture was also hugely influential, and he defined culture as, quote, the collective programming of the mind, which distinguishes the members of one category of people from another. That one can kind of get, like, I don't know, it feels, like, technological yeah. when it says collective programming. But, right. like, it's basically how we take in culture and repeat yeah. it. Or take in beliefs, attitudes, um, like, stories, mm-hmm. and then recreate them. So the reason for starting with a few definitions of culture is that Hofstede, Hofstede this time, uh, originally theorized that there are five dimensions of culture. Mm -hmm. Over the years, people have been like, my dude, there's at least 20. (laughs) Uh, But his dimensions were power distance, uncertainty avoidance, individualism slash collectivism, masculinity slash femininity, and long-term orientation. 
Yeah. Whoa. So power distance looks at how comfy people are with large power differentials in organizations, societies, or like the general acceptability of unequal distribution of power. Okay. So how respected are hierarchies versus more diffuse power structures? Right. Are CEOs basically unreachable gods, and that's rightly so, or are employees at every level of the organization mm. listened to and considered equally? Right. So that's looking at power distance. The others are, like, slightly more self-explanatory, like, masculinity slash femininity talks about, like, gender norms yeah. and, like, which are valued. Uh, long-term orientation is, like, hey, are we thinking about, like, how to make money this year or are we thinking about the long-term stability of this plan? Yeah. Uh, and then uncertainty avoidance is, like, how risk-averse are we? <laughs> uh, I am quite risk-averse. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so... Don't have a ton of time to dig into those, yeah. but those are the other of his, like, five core okay. ones. So individualism versus collectivism can mm -hmm. be phrased instead as whether a culture values interdependence or independence. Mm -hmm. So members of a collectivist culture consider themselves as part of a broader community and tend to place more importance on the good of the many over the good of the few uh, or okay. singular. See where we're going. See where yeah. we're going. <laughs> yeah. So that is, like, the most, like... Um, condensed version of right. it like i don't want to say like all cultures are like this but right. if you're saying the difference between individualist versus um collectivist mm -hmm. that is like the core difference okay so individualist cultures were theorized to be on the opposite end of that spectrum mm -hmm. so you have like a rod one end is individualist yeah. one end is collectivist and individualists place more value on immutable personal identity than adapting to foster cohesiveness with a group mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to like talk about it and like simplify it down because part of it is about identity and how changeable or inflexible it may be regardless of the context and the other part is about how we view ourselves as responsible for others or yeah. everyone's responsible for themselves okay so like i have an identity that doesn't change and fuck everyone else's needs right. is like the stereotype of individualist versus mm -hmm. i am defined as how I relate to other people and I care more about the community is like the very simplified version of collectivist right. of like I am a sister I am an employee I am like all these things so it's not about I am this person always it's about how you fit into different groups yeah so <laughs> the general crux is that individualist cultures put more emphasis on independence personal identity and personal freedoms mm -hmm. while collectivist cultures place great importance on community cohesion and selflessness okay so why is this revamped theory of cultural dimensions relevant to a parasite on a fishing why? trawler? Because this movie came out in the first month of a goddamn global pandemic. And there have been hella studies on the impact of cultural dimensions like collectivism versus individualism on health mm -hmm. outcomes like mortality rates. Yeah. So let's talk COVID so we can eventually talk fish. Right. So the first study I'm looking at is working on the like um, just two ends of one spectrum. Right. And it's from February 2021. I can say numbers really well. Uh, and essentially found that, quote, the more individualistic versus collectivist a country was, the more COVID-19 cases and mortalities it had. We also found that the more individualistic participants were, the higher the chances they would not adhere to epidemic prevention measures. Oof. Yeah. So the general, like, theory with that, mm -hmm. like, the explanation for yeah. those findings is, like, if people are more focused on individual freedoms and autonomy, then right. it's like, well, wearing a mask is uncomfortable. Or right. um, I don't want to stop going places that I enjoy yeah. going. Or I don't want to have to tell all my friends that I had a possible exposure and, like, miss this event. So mm -hmm. it's very much placing, like, personal autonomy yeah. over the good of, like, all these people are susceptible to this illness that I could bring into their midst. Right. So that's, like, a an explanation. 
So there's a lot to consider when looking at pandemic response and health outcomes. So like the age of the population, access to equitable health care, mm-hmm. <laughs> climate Population density, like all of these things are variables. So controlling for them is necessary in order to make sure that you're actually seeing like a correlation and you're Mm -hmm. not actually catching a confounding variable and it's like sneaking into your data. So controlling for them, necessary. In this study, they took the Hofstede index ratings of 69 countries, nice, uh, COVID data from world meters and state population demographic information from the World Bank website. So they first did simple correlations to just see if there was something to dig deeper into. Yep. And they were like, ah, mm-hmm. yes, okay. Uh, and they found <laughs> that individuals and scores of each nation, COVID cases, COVID-related deaths, there was a significant correlation there. Yeah. So they took it a step further. This is a direct quote. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we then conducted the same correlation analysis on the complete sample while controlling for eight relevant variables – Days since outbreak of the pandemic, percentage of population over 65, democracy index, Gini index, percentage of the budget for healthcare, life expectancy, population density, and total COVID tests per million. Both the correlation between Hofstede's individualism score with the number of COVID-19 cases and the correlation between Hofstede's individualism score with the number of COVID-19 related deaths were significant when we controlled for the variables mentioned above. Taken together, these results suggest that, indeed, the more individualistic a society is, the more it suffered from COVID-related cases and deaths. Yeah. Because science never sleeps, they ran a few more studies. (laughs) And uh, Be wild. Right? (laughs) They were like, okay, so that was study one. Now study two. (laughs) And three. One scientist was like, I don't want to. He was like, guys, I want to nap. I'm so tired. (laughs) They were like, buck up. Mom, can you pick me up? I'm doing science. (laughs) Mom, please. I'm being bullied by the other scientists. So they ran a few more studies, and in one of them, they, like, fleshed out the space between we have a more collectivist mindset and COVID rates are lower for us. Right. So they put forward a serial mediation model. That just means you start at point A, and you go through a causal series of steps in order. Yeah. And their model was four boxes. Norms, attitudes, plan, behavior, and decision. Mm. The societal norms would be, like, collectivist orientation. Right. Attitudes flow from that. And planned behavior would be something like, I will wear a mask and follow quarantine and isolation guidelines. And decision would be willingness to sacrifice for the common good or skipping the event or like, et cetera. So it feels kind of simplistic, but being able to explain why there may be a correlation is helpful Mm -hmm. for interventions. So if you can see the steps in the process, then you can target your intervention at a step where it could be the weakest. So if people have the norms and attitude down, but for some reason planned behavior isn't taking shape, it could be that people don't have the required knowledge on what they should be doing. All of us trying to stay up to date on CDC guidelines. Oh my God. Shouldn't Every be that hard. day. They're like, mm, if you hula hoop twice, actually, you mm. can't get COVID. And then they're like, just kidding with the hula hoop. Like, <laughs> Every day was three times more wild. Risk. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it's like around the holidays, they were like, actually, it's only five days unless it's a Tuesday. And then it's, and it was just so yeah. hard. And then to once try to people keep wanted up. to get back to work, they were yeah. like, actually, you could just go yeah if you have it just go and it's like okay well fuck you guys don't sneeze in their mouth if you can avoid it unless you you want them to end the meeting like if you have to yeah just do it so (laughs) that could be an example of saying like norms and attitudes totally on track but Mm -hmm. we're struggle bussing with you know what the planned behavior should be so this is one of two studies and the other one covers um this dimension in kind of a new way. So we already Mm -hmm. talked about how there are more dimensions than just five. Yeah. But even this one dimension of collectivist versus individualist on one spectrum may not actually be enough. There might be two poles that have their own spectrums. Mm -hmm. 
This is where we get into stuff that I had no fucking clue about. So <laughs> we're splitting individualism and collectivism separately. They are mm-hmm. no longer opposite ends of one spectrum. And yeah. we are adding in horizontal and vertical dimensions. Okay. So horizontal generally means that they want equality amongst their culture without power hierarchies. Vertical generally means an acceptance that there will be power hierarchies that they might not be at the top of. Okay. So then these dimensions are applied to individualism and collectivism. Mm -hmm. I read a ton of different like summaries and stuff and I tried to like gel them all together into a pithy little blurb. But honestly, one of them was just really readable as it was. So I'm going to read it. (laughs) So quote, a number of scholars suggested that individualism and collectivism can actually represent two independent continua. These dimensions have recently been extended to consider cultures different emphasis on equality versus hierarchy, which yields four cultural orientations, namely horizontal collectivism, vertical collectivism, horizontal individualism, and vertical individualism. Horizontal collectivism describes the tendency to see oneself as similar to others and to empathize, nope, emphasize common goals, interdependence, and sociability. Vertical collectivism involves an emphasis on the loyalty to one's in-group and adherence to hierarchical relations within one's group. Mm -hmm. Horizontal individualism is the tendency to want to be unique and distinct from groups and to see individuals as having equality in worth, dignity, and rights. Vertical individualism involves wanting to become distinguished, acquire status, especially through direct competition with others, and it embraces self-assertion to achieve one's personal aims. So (laughs) if we look kind of at like vertical individualism, that's very much like the American like bootstraps mythos. Yeah. So how does this interact with COVID responses and outcomes? Yeah. We'll take a look at the second study and they'll tell us. Uh, So these researchers were not only concerned with health outcomes in regards to like case numbers and mortality rates, but also mental health outcomes Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. isolation, depression, anxiety, that sort of stuff. And there was a lot of highly technical stuff in there that I don't want to repeat because honestly, I'm afraid of doing it wrong. Uh, But I'm going to talk about the aim of the study that I do understand. Yeah. Uh, Quote, the aim of the current study was to understand the critical predictors of people's attitudes toward compliance of the health advice and negative psychological responses during the pandemic, specifically the role of individual level cultural orientations of vertical and horizontal individualism and collectivism and trust was investigated. So... Just to know in advance, the sample was entirely uh, Chinese university students. Okay. So it had, like, all one group that had mm-hmm. similar enough backgrounds to, like, be in university. Right. And it was also 84% women. Oh. Uh, so there was a, like, I talk more about it later, but um, you already have a group of students specifically in a general age range. So this is not, like, generalizable. Yeah. Um, in certain ways. I'll get into that again, but... Uh, it wasn't looking at like several nations. It was looking at a singular nation and evaluating individual beliefs and behaviors based on their orientation of individualist, collectivist, egalitarian, and hierarchical stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like this nation at large believes this, but within a nation, mm-hmm. these people have individual like um, perspectives on this. Okay. So generalizability or the ability to apply the results of a study to other contexts is always a question with studies. So that's like a big old caveat that Mm -hmm. the researchers are not saying this is like unquestionable. Right. Uh, They're just saying in this sample size, we saw this, we think it could be worthy of further research in other contexts. Right. So with that in mind, they found that horizontal individualism actually significantly predicted compliance with health guidance. And that was weird because it's, individualism right and you don't expect that but it's horizontal so we generally assume that collectivist 
uh, mindsets would have a higher compliance and individualist mindsets would have a lower compliance. Right. But when folks view themselves as equal to those around them, they're more likely to follow that health advice. Uh, yeah. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, so their identity and individual focus does not preclude them from caring about the collective because they see everyone else as inherently worth to, as right. inherently worthy to. Vertical individualists, yeah. <laughs> i.e. those predisposed to direct competition and mm-hmm. acceptance of unequal power distributions, were the least likely to comply. Yeah, that's weird. So huh. weird. Not a interesting. Yeah. So vertical collectivist and horizontal individualist had the strongest correlations when controlling for gender. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, one of the weaknesses of the study, 84% yeah. female, their words. So it's hard to make assumptions broadly when gender could be confounding. Yeah. So while we can't draw broad collusion, broad collusions. Broad conclusions. Broad conclusions. Uh, sounds like a broccoli salad type thing. I know. It's like, doesn't yeah. it? Or like, Hunger there's broccoli, broccoli in a food that you don't expect. And it's like, there's some broad conclusions. Broad conclusions? Broad conclusions in this? <laughs> in this? <laughs> All right. Okay. Fine. Look, and you're hiding it from your kids. Yeah. Broccoli conclusions. Broccoli conclusions. <laughs> in my brownies? <laughs> like, what? guest. <laughs> uh, so it suggests, like, this study. We can't generalize it out. Yeah. Uh, but it does suggest that it's not nearly as simple as we've previously hypothesized. Hmm. So, like, oh, no. <laughs> I was going to try a color theory reference with, like, hue and values and shit, but I didn't want to, like, muddy the waters by being very wrong about color. I was going, like, my original thought was, like, okay, so it's, like, you see, like, light and dark, but there's also cold and warm. And I was, like, that's not right. I want to, like... It's like, okay, well, there are values, but they're also hues. And I was like, that's moving in too many directions. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but I, I did. This. So <laughs> I, I did by saying I wouldn't, apparently, oh. and explaining it. <laughs> I you were like, but I did go into it. And then you just. No, I'm it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. I, I don't um, want to. It's fine. No, I don't want to. I actually don't want to. So. <laughs> Color, you see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, there's something um, especially nerve-wracking about being seated across from someone that knows color theory so well and being like, so there's value and um, chroma. (laughs) I will say, uh, recently my girlfriend was talking about color theory and she was like, yeah, somebody I was talking to said it's kind of shitty once you learn color theory because then it kind of just ruins all colors for you. Like, everything you look at. And I was like, that's... I don't get that. I was like, whatever. But then we were talking about cars. Yeah. And she goes, I like that car. And I went, I don't. Here's why. And then I named all the colors in it. And I was like, too much brown. If it had less, then I went... And she was like, do you see now? (laughs) And I was like, oh. So, Uh, like, every car we saw, I go, now that one's okay. Because it has more blue than green, technically. And she was like, I don't care. And I was like, hmm. (laughs) I see. It Hmm. does ruin everything. Everything you look at, you're like, oh. (laughs) Today we were painting and yeah. I took everything in me when she when we were painting and she goes that one just gets painted red and she hands me this color and I went this is coral <laughs> and I was like but I'm not gonna say anything so uh-huh. I was like right and so I just painted it red and I was like it's coral like, <laughs> it's like so <laughs> there's no red on this the nail polish that I showed you earlier yeah. that's the new one the purple I'm calling it purple what color is that which one you gotta I gotta hold um, on hold on <laughs> not that It'd be in the front. This guy? No. Uh, The one next to that? Oh, God. I can't see him. Oh, that one. There we go. This one? Yeah, what color is it? Periwinkle. I was going to say, and then I was afraid. Yeah. They all have names that are like LD, JG. House of OJ. Uh, So it's Olive and June. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's periwinkle. Thank you. Because yep. I was just like, purple. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's this purple. is wrong, it's but. Purple. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's like a bluish purple, but yeah. it has like, instead of just like regular purple, it's like lilac, oh. but it has a little blue in it. That's where you get periwinkle. Similar to indigo, but it's yeah. darker. Okay, so um, when you get primary paint colors, just like the cheap-ass shit from yeah. the store, and you mix red and blue, and you get this god-awful brown, what's happening? Why can't you get purple that way? <laughs> <laughs> okay, say it again. So when you get the primary ones, and you mix what? Red and blue. Red and blue? Um, It's probably because the hues are just too... It's, like, too basic. Like, okay. if you want your red... If you want your red and your... What is it that you said you mixed? Blue and blue red. Blue and red. Yeah. Yeah, you want your reds to have already a little bit of blue in it. Okay. You know? Because, like, if not, if they're just kind of, like, okay. mashed together. Because, like, my entire life, it's, I was like, red and blue is purple. Easy peasy. I mean, it is. Like, it'll still come out purple, but if your red is, like, too dark or yeah. something, it's just going to muddy up your, yeah. your blue. And if it your was, blue is too dark, yeah. then, especially that, that basic blue that yes. you get, the basic blue just won't do it. It was because it's. It's just not good. Okay. Like, that blue has so much... I don't know what it has so much in it, but I'd have to see it to know what's in yeah. it. But it has so much of one color in it that it just, like, mixes and comes out terrible. This is very validating But if you get a blue me. that's, like, a little lighter yeah. and it has, like, a little bit of, um, I don't know, like, uh, some white in it yeah. or, like, already a little bit of, like, light red yeah. instead of just blue, yeah. <laughs> then... This was yeah, very blue. That, a little bit better. Like, then, blue yeah. man group blue. Yeah. Bluer yeah. than that, actually. Blue? Eiffel something number blue. Blues can be so ugly. Yeah. People are like, blue's like my favorite color. And I'm always like, bold. <laughs> I love blue. But I'm like, some blues look gross. But yeah. then again, all colors have their gross ones. You know what one of my least favorite colors what? of all time is? It's just primary red. Yeah. I hate it. I think, I it, yeah. hate it. It doesn't spark joy. No. Like, I mean, one, it's been tested. It makes people angry. Yeah. So it's just ugly. Like you mix it with stuff and it just doesn't look good. Yeah. You gotta have your orange in there. You gotta throw mm. your orange in the red or else it's just See, get me started. So I ugly. get very intense about reds when it's lipstick and nail polish. Yes. Because to me, I don't like orange reds. I like like purpley blue yeah, reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get a little more blue yeah. in it, then it's a lot better. Yeah. But you get the orange in it, it's 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 good for some people. It's good for some people. It's not for me. It, yeah. Some people it's just like yeah. Depends on your undertones and your skin yeah. and all Tell that. me what undertones I have. <laughs> you don't have to do this right now. But I was like, do you want me to? I have no idea. People are like, oh, cool or warm. And I was like, I can't tell. I mean, you look like you have pink undertones. Okay. Which is nice. I'm I mean, learning Pink's, things. I think, like, one of the more, like, yeah, okay, a lot of people have pink. Yeah. You can have, like, yellow undertones, green undertones. <laughs> that, like, like, that scene in yeah. 30 Rock where she's like, they tell me I have witch undertones. And she puts the green to her face. And all of a sudden, she looks like a witch. And then she goes, see? That's just green. Yeah. I've always wanted green undertones. Yeah. I think people look so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You look good in like really dark colors. Like, mm. yeah. Okay. Or blue undertones. Now that's the, whoo, the dream. I'm a pink gal myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've been fun. Thanks. I, like, I feel enjoyed this. Yeah. <laughs> what a good time. I just always wanted to learn about color. I think. I'd have to look at you. I'd have to get a good okay. look at you. Okay. You got, you I know. asked you underneath my strange light. I, know, I was like, <laughs> you look pink to me okay thank you pinks. all right continue okay anyway time talk fish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or rather a fishing trawler and a parasite and so like while the big bad in theory is ultimately a creature i hope that this more firmly in the contagion camp yeah. than creature feature because it's not so much about like the creature hunting them and controlling their movements yeah. as it's a parasitic contagion impacting their options and lifespans so cool. 
they're faced with something they don't understand that isn't known to science, mm -hmm. that is life-threatening in ways they haven't yet figured out. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> and they're scared. <laughs> they don't know what to do, and they're learning as they go. <laughs> Does this feel fresh in your mind? <laughs> so it's like, what do they do? How do they understand their identity as an individual versus a member of a collective? And mm -hmm. it's like, I said I like this as a microcosm because it is like fewer than a dozen people mm -hmm. in an isolated area. And so it's kind of like if you look at Lord of the Flies as – um, a microcosm of, like, a bigger, like, struggle. Right. Uh, so how have we seen these exact conversations that they're having play out in the last three years? And the film doesn't really do anything different than other, like, contagion-based films mm -hmm. or pieces of media. So the characters grapple with looming dread, a sense of their own mortality, and their sense of responsibility to themselves and society. So this could fit, like, really any film that has like an outbreak of something communicable mm -hmm. but i felt like this fishing trawler really provided like a nice space to mm -hmm. sit and like actually watch the discussions as people struggle to locate themselves within society and power structures mm -hmm. and how those structures and ties rapidly shift oh, yeah. and it's like a rubber band being stretched too far right. and then it has to reorganize itself around a new group of people so crazy so i just that's I'm always going to be apparently talking about <laughs> pandemic anxiety and like societal responses. And I just think it's fascinating to look at how we understand ourselves existing as either just like, I am a person, I'm here, this is what I am always versus right. I am part of a larger thing. Yeah. And how that can be a factor yeah. in pandemic responses yeah. and like emergency That's responses. Crazy. So that's oh, society. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Now, okay, I have yeah. one question. Yes. So the movie came out in 2019. Yeah. Pandemic, I thought, kind of hit its peak at 2020? March 2020 is when it hit the U.S. So, so this is more this based on, like... made before the pandemic started, which yeah. is why I think it's wild. Yeah. Um, because this was not created to be a pandemic movie. Like, it wasn't created like a COVID-19 thing. Which is so funny thing. because people in some of the reviews were like, oh my god, so heavy-handed that it's about the pandemic. And I was like, but it was made in 2019. Yeah. So I was like, maybe it was about, I don't know, something like that. The fears you get from pandemics. Yeah. But I was like, how are people saying that it's about this particular pandemic no. when it was made like, Unless before there was it hit here? Like weird like clairvoyance yeah like i was like i don't know but people were like knocking it for that oh. like so heavy-handed like of course oh i don't want to see another movie about the pandemic and i was like made in 2019 yeah so i got so confused i was like you guys are yelling at it but i don't understand yeah. if i'm wrong and it's just based on like experiences from not the u.s obviously like out of here i don't know no, that's one but. of the things that I found fascinating is that some folks were like, oh, this could be read as like climate anxiety right. because they are fishing in an area that they were told was off limits right. because there are whales and calves. Mm -hmm. And so like they go into a protected zone in pursuit of capitalism. So like capitalism versus climate and right. like things tumble from there. And so it could be about that. It could yeah. just be about like greed versus responsibility. Like, it mm -hmm. I, could have been so many things. It could have been so many things. And I think I like it even more as like reading into it like middle and post pandemic because it wasn't intended to be that. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I, yeah. The people were like, it's heavy handed. I'm like, I guess, but that's because like we just went through it. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, props to them for being heavy handed for something that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, she was like, you know, talking about COVID before right. it even started. No. Like, no. I don't know. Yeah. This movie is wild. I, I'm so excited to talk about it because it, 
I don't know. Exceeded my expectations, but I also didn't really have any. Yeah. So that's, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> I played it for you once. It's the song Exceed My Expectations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is she whispering I'll put it in the show notes. You did it so close to the mic that I'm like, I'll hear it on here. Shit. <laughs> you're, you can't get past me. Let's talk about my notes. Yes, let's. Talking about horror now. Mm-hmm. Sea fever, everybody. If you didn't know. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot to say the fucking title. <laughs> um, so let's first talk about this intro. The, the dust, dust being like, hello, you're about to watch See, I thought this was part of the movie. I did too. I thought I it was, was supposed to be like at a college and they were like, we're going to tell you about yeah. sea fever. Like the actual thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then all of a sudden the credits start for the other, like the real movie. And I went, wait, <laughs> like I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, my notes for this, what the fuck is dust? And then what? this is spinal, this is sea fever. Cause yes. to me I was like, this is spinal tap. This is spinal tap. <laughs> I was so confused. I just thought it was supposed to be like a, yeah. a quick intro into the movie where it was like, oh, maybe it's one of her classes and dust is like. You know how you, like, yeah. blackboard and you use, like, those things. I was like, maybe it's that. Yeah. No, this was just the company that made the <laughs> How many, like, companies do they have? It's, like, an Irish film company. Like, a something company. It's so and it's, like, fucking it many. It was amazing. I, I was loved like, it. Whoa. I respect it. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Um, I was I did love the intro. I was like, yeah. I I love it. I love yeah. being told what I'm about to watch. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, like thank you for welcoming me. I was like, okay. And then it cuts right into the, the real intro for the movie itself. Um, which was wild. <laughs> um, it was kind of silent, which I loved. Yeah. It was very, very quiet. You didn't even have, like, the sound effects from, like, the water that you could see on the yeah. screen for a while. Um, and it slowly fades into music. I was like, all right, you got me. The the ambiance is there. Yeah. I was like, oh, a little spooky. And then, and then, one, she ain't got no friends. That's sad. Yeah. And then they're like, do you want some cake? I'm like, she's leaving. Yeah. I'm like, you offered her cake too late. <laughs> Really she sad looks about the cake. stricken when they offer her cake. I know. They're like, would you want some cake? And she's like, <sighs> and I'm like, oh, girl, it's okay. I'm like, I, that's fair. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to eat it. Um, then she takes off her hat. And I'll never be allowed on a boat. I, I will never. Remember when we were talking yes. about this? I, you had, sorry. I had to, not had to, I listened to this clip so many times because I was making a TikTok of it. Yeah. And it's like, I love to know that I could ruin a sailor's day by just existing. And I was like, Nikki is ruining a sailor's day. <laughs> takes off her hat and they're like, fuck. Yes. And I'm like, me too. The way, like their I, face to the windows. It made me laugh. I love when they're like, she's a redhead. And like, yep. we already spent her money. Yup. Yup. <laughs> they were going to kick her off. They were. not spent that money. Hilarious. They all would have died much quicker had she oh, not Oh, I know. There. Right? I'm like. Maybe it's, I don't know. I love her. Yeah. Um, Siobhan. Yes. I was like, I'm going to say her name. Siobhan. Yeah. Um, I love her. I thought Shia she was Pan. so. I know. <laughs> I was like, now how in the world? I was waiting so patiently. I was like, say it, please. Someone say her name. Yeah. And then finally Siobhan. I was like, okay, yeah. thank God. That was my guess though. Yeah. Um, I love her. She's such an interesting character because at the very beginning, she comes off as like, moody i don't have mm-hmm. any friends she's kind of meek like yeah. i was very like oh she's really shy like every time someone tries to talk to her she's standoffish and doesn't yeah. respond so in my head i'm like oh she's very shy yeah. she's just really closed off and she doesn't really know how to make friends and then they they throw that out the window so fast <laughs> that that picture of her i can't wait to talk about it um 
I said, I love how intense superstitions are. I know we already talked about that. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. But I love it. it. They're so intense. They're like, it was a strong, I said it was a strong move to make a movie about trying to like fit in and gain trust and yeah. like basically convince someone to follow your lead on a boat. Yeah. Because they're family. Me familia. Yeah. I'm, if there's one group of people, like a group of people you're not going to be able to convince easily, it is a close-knit crew on a ship. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. hell yeah. They picked the best setting they for did. this. They did. Like, it could have been anything. Like, this could have been, like, a crew doing, like, construction. This could have been some, anything, like you know? Like a logging crew in the woods. Yeah, right? Like, you could get a parasite from anything. It's a creature they invented, right? So it you could have been... You could get a parasite from anything. Science anything. <laughs> so I just was like, that's... Oh, I loved it. Yeah. So they thought, of, they thought of that, and I thought that was great. Um, they also did a good job of establishing the characters like they did in Train to Busan. Where I won't say it was as good, just because, like, some characters, I mean, they were very, like, quick, and I didn't really get to know them. This also doesn't have the same runtime. Like It's shorter. Way shorter, yeah. So I was like, they still did a good job, though, because I really understood the relationship between, I don't remember his name, the guy and his aunt, I think it was his Johnny and Kiara. They were great. Yeah. Like, immediately. So I was like, (laughs) what did I write? I said, um, doing a good job establishing characters pretty quick making me feel for them already i'm on edge waiting for bad things yeah it it made me so ready to be worried for them yeah (laughs) nothing had happened yet like they were fine and i was like who's gonna die like i saw hot boy and i was like he's gonna die oh he was so dead so okay but you say hot boy well my favorite character there were a lot of like cuties on this i mean johnny was the first hot boy that we saw johnny was the first hot boy has my heart like all of it god oh me oh god i was obsessed with him um I said I enjoyed that they had a lot of natural light. Um, it had the, the descent effect. It was, like, very dim, but mm-hmm. not, like, I couldn't see. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like we have some movies where they make it dark, and it's so dark that I can't see. Yeah. And it's not necessarily on purpose. Yeah. Some movies do it on purpose, and it's great. And then some movies are just like, look how dim it is. And I'm like, well, I can't. It's too dim. Yeah. So they did a good job. I mean, when they go underneath, like, to the engine... It's dark, but it's not to the point where I can't make out the details. I still know where they are. It looked like a boat. I'm going to call that the the Annabelle effect, even though I hate that movie. <laughs> Wait, no. Was it Annabelle? Which one did I love that the house looked lived in, but I hated everything else oh, about the movie? Yeah, it that was, was Annabelle creation, yeah. right? Yeah. Not the, the first one or whatever, but like... Yeah, I think it was Annabelle creation. It was like the prequel one. Yeah. Because the house that they were in with the kids... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Annabelle yeah, Creation yeah. is the one with the like yeah. orphanage situation. So it had the, the Annabelle Creation effect. It was uh it was lived in, it looked great. Yeah. The boat looked well loved. Yeah. Um I don't know if there's supposed to be a connection to the fact that Siobhan looks a lot like the thing on the, the what is it called? Uh, I said masthead. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate I or not. I called it the boat woman, so you're better than me. <laughs> I was like, is it bulkhead masthead neither? I think it's masthead, but I don't yeah. fucking know. Someone who knows boats. Yeah, you, you do it. Ship friends, tell um, us. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know if it was supposed to be. We'll get to it maybe more, but she had a, a striking resemblance to this boat woman. And I, I was like, for why? The daughter of Gerard and Freya. A sad. That's who that's supposed yeah. to be? So I can talk about that later if you want. Please do. Okay. I didn't realize that that's yeah. supposed to be the daughter. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that hurts more now. It's a, it's a big sad. They... Oh. One of my favorite ways that they actually did this characterization mm-hmm. was very slow in building. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Freya and 
I can't remember. I feel like they said it several different ways. They said it several Gerard, times. But Gerard, but I was like, like, yeah. I, Jer. Jer. Little Jer Bear. Yeah, Jer Bear. So Freya and Jer Bear are having like this moment. He's yeah. like, um, they have a locket mm-hmm. and you see the name Neve and uh, Nave? Neve? Nave? I think it's, I would say Neve, but I Neve. don't know. Okay. Um, and then you see a picture of like a little blonde girl and they're like, you know, praying over it, yeah. having a sad, I was like, okay. She has to be dead. <laughs> and then later, um, when the thing happens, yeah, um, where it's electrocuted, like her response says everything. Oh, so sad. And then when she and Jer Bear might have happened before this chapter, I don't right. remember. Are like we realize that he is infected, right. and she's going to you know kill him to put right. him out of his misery. <laughs> um, he was like, this was supposed to be the worst thing that ever happened to us. Talking about the death of their daughter. Oh. Yeah. That hurts even more because yeah. my only resemblance thing between the mouse head and her was just the, the, the red coat. Yeah. It was like she really had that red coat. And I was like, is this important or is this just like a choice that they made? Yeah. Um, but now I, it makes more sense yeah. that it's her daughter. That hurts even more. And the name of the boat was named yeah. after. Uh, yeah. It's oh. just all levels of sad. And I really actually loved how it was ambiguous enough that it didn't feel like they were – being like, yeah, look how no. sad about their daughter. But it you, was like, very. I mean, clearly, because I didn't even realize. Yeah. Like, I, I did a good job. I yeah. it was sad enough. Yeah, but not like, is this the movie? You know. Yeah. Um. I said she seems to wear a lot of red. Not sure if it's important or just a simple costume choice. Because here's the problem: I see red in a movie and I go, must be important. But yeah. then I see it in every movie and I go, this can't be. This <laughs> can't be it. This just maybe cool. she looks good in red. Yeah. I don't know. Um. But I loved the line where she talks about. I don't know what exactly, but she said, you're mixing up coincidence for cause. cause. Yeah. I, I was obsessed that with that. Because I was like, and she says it so like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and that's like very much correlation does not imply causation. And yes. I'm just like, oh, because that was just drilled into us in undergrad. Yes. Correlation does not prove causation. Like It, it was so good. Like, I, I loved it because yeah. from the very beginning, she's like, I have red hair, so mm-hmm. what? Whatever. And all these things start happening, blah, blah. But she's the like only person helping them and able to figure this out. So I was like, it's really her fault, guys. When Kira sees her hair, she's like, oh, are you cold? And she starts to take off her hat. And she's like, oh, well, I know. it's true anyway. Might as well take it off. Like, she's like, oh. <laughs> um, even if it wasn't on purpose, they had a lot of good green and red contrast. Mm. Just because like some of the boat is green. Yeah. She wears the red coat, the red on the, the masthead. It was just nice. So I was like, oh, helps it stand out. Yeah. So even if that was the reason, still good. Um, I said superstition going head to head against science. You love to see it. Uh-huh. I thought that was Gred. 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 That's Gred. <laughs> it's Gred for you. <laughs> Sorry, the movie. It's seeping in. And then I just Even wrote, though mine was a little bit Scottish. <laughs> it's Gred. It's Gred. <laughs> like, I, like how I say grape. <laughs> grape. Grape. <laughs> Uh, the next thing I wrote was just redhead haters. So apparently I'm still on it and I'm still mad. I knew that you would have like emotions. Yeah, about I, was it. Like, I was like, I guess they're so mean. Like, hello. Um, and then also when he was, I, I loved when he was like, the creature is like attached or whatever. We don't know it's a creature at this point yet. We just know that there's something on the ship and it's oozing that blue thing, you know. And he goes, well, you have to do a dive, right? Yep. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. Jerbear had the funniest fucking lines that were so understated. Oh, I know. That cracked me up when he's like, bastards. When it's like you find out that someone else is also illegally trawling in this area. <laughs> and she's like, are you for real right now? Like every <laughs> so now and then. Pissed. So deadpan. Just the best lines. He was great. 
All the characters were just, I don't know, little cutie pies. It made me yeah. sad when they died. Um, I said, she just got in the water and I'm nervous. Her little feet touched that water and I go, oh. dead. She's dead. <laughs> I was making peace. I was like, she's gone. Uh, it's like, rip redhead. I know. I was like, well, you don't have to worry anymore. Um, but then I wrote, what is that? I hated it. It was yeah. a million question marks. I didn't get the yeah. power of it, which is, what is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, um, okay. It was the stupid Jennifer Lawrence. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? mean? What do you mean? That was me as soon as she got in the water yeah. and saw that. I was like, absolutely not. What do you mean? <laughs> um, then I wrote milky tentacles because yeah, they were. Yeah. They were some milky tentacles. Yeah. She walks up and I'm like, beautiful mm. disgusting disgusting I love it. gorgeous disgusting. <laughs> i was having a lot of mixed emotions yeah. i was like beautiful don't let it like, touch me <laughs> i have a lot of feelings about this not sure about him yet i don't want to <laughs> say what it looked like gross <laughs> that's not say it. it i don't want to say it i talked about color theory we can all be brave we can all be wrong <laughs> look like like jizz in water yeah it did okay, I'm sorry, it did everyone i didn't want to see it <laughs> you're but not it wrong did. yeah when you couldn't like actually see that it was attached to like tentacles i was like yeah no. it was like the soul sperm moment <laughs> yeah and i didn't like that that's fair so there you go milky yeah. tentacles you did this and then yeah. for some reason <laughs> i saw the blue goo and i went blue goo lagoon <laughs> i don't know why amazing I went delicious. on a journey of what I called it. it oh, yeah. started, I was like, oh, it's a mystery blue ooze. Blues. But then I was Love like, that. it's starting to look more gel-like, so it's blel. Blel. And then they were like, blel smacks, blel drips. God. Yeah. There were blel on everyone's feet. And I was like, wipe your fucking feet. Swimming in blel. <laughs> yeah. I was like, get it together. Yeah. Um, and who doesn't notice that their feet are sticky? Like that's, that's what I'm saying. If my shoe has even the tiniest stick, I, I notice. Address the situation. Yes. <laughs> they were not addressing shit, and no. I was pissed. Okay, but whatever. Blue goo lagoon. And then I wrote, "Nope, fuck that." I said, "If I saw that, I would piss my pants." That thing was massive. I hated it. When she's looking at the tentacles at first, I'm like, "Oh my god, that's crazy." Yeah. And then its little mouth starts to glow, and I went, "Girl, get out." I. Um, oh, okay. This has it's like so a visceral big. effect on me in that I love octopuses and squids. They're beautiful. But the most horrific thing to me is a mouth being in the center of all of the tentacles and arms. It's horrible. I would, like, squids have a beak, and I think mm-hmm. that that's very nice of them. But having, like, an open maw that can just <laughs> accept things is quite frightening. <laughs> Also, their beak is, like, ridiculously yeah. sharp. Yeah. They can just, a whale, yeah. like, nothing. But, like, I would prefer, like, a distinct beak Put to it, having that's true. a slowly opening maw, and you don't know how much it can consume. It could have just swallowed that boat hole. It could It could have just, like, sucked yeah. it in like a spaghetti noodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> having, like, <laughs> Center mouths. Like, mouths in the center of tentacles is really just upsetting to me at a it's deep nasty. level. I don't like it. I don't, I'm sorry, but it's sorry. nasty. I'm going to say it. And this is hard for me because I, I love octopuses and squids yeah. and pods. Like, I love that stuff. You can love nasty things. That's okay. But when it's that large, <laughs> that's beyond nasty. <laughs> I don't care. Ugh. Uh, ooh, ooh, a thing I liked about the sound. Um, they had a lot of, like, distant sounds uh, that, like, created the ambiance where it wouldn't have music, but it would have, like, distant whale sounds. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, the boat creaking or the waves, like, you know? And it just made me so une- uneasy. I, yeah. I, you know, it was just so quiet. Yeah, didn't <laughs> I didn't like it. 
Uh, it's haunting. It, it's like when you play Sea of Thieves and the music yes. stops. Yes. And you're like, Because then oh. you're like, there's something bad's coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, oh. My favorite thing about Nancy Drew is that there are usually two songs that mm-hmm. like play on a loop through a theme. Yeah. One is like ominous and one is like fitting with the theme of it. Right. And so it's like, fuck, the ominous music is on. Oh, it just timed out. And it's not like something ominous is guaranteed to happen. Right. It's just they always rotate through two songs something, for each something's game. Something's coming, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. It could just be that I waited too long and now I'm off jaunty and on the scary. <laughs> jaunty time's done. Yeah. Forget jaunty time. Uh, yeah, they, it was great. It was great because it would build up this ambiance of of being kind of alone, of being isolated, and also just being alone with your own thoughts. And mm. just, I feel like that's half the reason things are so scary is because you watch them one go from not knowing what what's happening to hot boy, hot boy Johnny. Johnny. They go from not knowing what's happening to Johnny. Siobhan figures it out. Then we go from them being freaked out, being like, do I have it? Is that going to happen to me? And like, everyone's just alone with those thoughts. And I hated it. Yeah. Uh, what's his name that took the shower and got the cuts? Sudi. Sudi. So his journey made me the most sad. Yeah. Because he does know what's happening, but then he's told that like he's bleeding out, not infected. Yeah. And then he is infected. And like... At least his eyes don't explode. I know. I know. I mean, small mercies. <laughs> small mercies. But he was one of the ones that I thought was like the most alone with his thoughts. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's there by himself. Yeah. He, Siobhan literally is like, I need to figure stuff out. I can't help you. Can you imagine just hearing that when you're dying? Yeah. Oh my God. So he, I don't know. There was no music for those moments and I was just so sad for him. But also Siobhan, we're going to, I'm going to talk about her journey now. I'm yes. ready. Siobhan starts out so meek. We already talked about it. But then she comes in and just gets shit done. Yeah. They're like, you're going to do a dive anyway, right? And she goes, sure. And I, I was so surprised. Yeah. That was the first moment that surprised me is when she goes, okay. And I'm like, she's going to get in? And then she gets in and she sees, you know, the massive creature. And she doesn't even swim away at first. She just stares at it and is like, it's fucked up. She's like, learning opportunity. Yes. And then she like swims back, gets on. I'm expecting her to be like, I'm freaked out. She doesn't. She just goes, so that's something I've never seen. And I'm uh-huh. like, Siobhan. Yeah. <laughs> it's something none of us have seen. Yeah. She's freaked out, but she is also going to give descriptive, yes. like, summaries for science. She's very, very, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Composed. She's yeah. very composed throughout all of it. There's never a moment that we see her truly lose it fully, I think. I mean, we see her scared, for sure, yeah. and nervous. But in any moment, she's just, well, that's life. <laughs> I just, I love that. She surprised yeah. me so much. Yeah. I was expecting the meek, like... I can't believe it and then she survives out of just you know being smart and everything but yeah. she's still terrified nope stubborn motherfucker when she sabotages the ending oh i know the engine not the she ending. was incredible she just did everything i didn't think she would do yep. basically um they also had a lot of good aerial shots again to show mm-hmm. us how isolated we are it was very what are the movies called when it's like in one place like oh, a capsule or like a yeah i think capsule is the word i'm familiar something with but like there's that. something else yeah because it was it was just on the ship i mean you get so few moments anywhere else i think that's so cool what are single location movies called bottle films bottle films that's what i was talking about yeah so it was like that i mean yeah they go to that other boat and everything but it's still so close to home that it felt like a bottle a yeah. bottle movie oh. ship and um, bottle Oh, God. And then the first time you see the thing in his eye, I said, is he infected? And now he's, like, drawn to the creature. That's what I thought at first. Because yeah. he kept trying to get in the water. Yeah. Um, 
turns out he was just, I don't know, losing it. I said, it's like a weird mute siren. When I thought he was drawn to the water, I was like, here's the call. But also there's no call. I don't know. I heard like part of a Moana song in my head about like being called to the ocean. (laughs) It's just a nightmare though. When you get there, it's not Tafiti. It's just a horrible, horrible nightmare. Yeah. Um, Also, I said, what just happened to his eyes? Super bold to just kill off this love interest before it even happens. Yeah. I love that. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. The tension of the kiss that never happened mm-hmm. and then his untimely death. Yes. I was like, wow. punch me right in the gut. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it, CP. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't let him kiss. They don't need that. Uh-uh. <laughs> but also it made it very much yeah. more sad than that. Yeah. Um, and I said, this is one of those very sad horror movies. They established relationships so early on and did it well. Every death is going to hurt. Yeah. And it did. Every death hurts so bad. Oh, it sucked. Uh, I said, parasites creep me out. And then I said, our main character is going to die? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, and then I said, absolutely haunting ending. Holy shit. Yeah. My last note was, <laughs> damn. Damn. Yeah. Um, another bold moment from Siobhan. Another bold Siobhan moment. So, Which we can talk about her bold moments in detail now. Those were just my notes that I was oh, like, yeah. let's get through it. Yeah. Um, my notes, I have so many notes on every element that I was like, that has to be foreshadowing. Every time they talk about the importance of the water filter, like those things and like swimming, Mm -hmm. like a lot of foreshadowing. Um, let's see the redhead stuff. There was a title drop and foreshadowing as a twofer. Yep. 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 Um, in my notes, he looks at the fishery like, hmm, and is considering sneakery, fishery sneakery. (laughs) Um, sneakery. 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 Feet. Nope. No. No. Panicked. Um, Pianicked. Pianicked. So, as I've talked about before, I have to just, like, keep kind of a running log of what's happening so that when I actually do have relevant notes, I understand where it happened. So I have, a shark eats a fish. A weird tentacle-forward creature exists. Um, it exists and I, I don't love that that's all it does this entire film uh-huh besides uh, parasites she picks up a wallet that is resting in the fresh winch blood winch please um there's blues on the wallet she considers this <laughs> she looks at the literal this. blood on her hands and then at Gerard having considered the figure of blood on his <laughs> no another zoom out as the boat goes another way so first of all we have like at least three moments where you zoom out and you see like the boat like going into and it's like isolation right. and travel and like all these things but they keep having like changing the direction the boat is going <laughs> and i was picturing like yeah can you say and they're like oh bro wait oh, oh, oh the first oh, time oh, <laughs> it is. Like, oh poor boat yeah. <laughs> um blell splats because you know it yeah. happens um and this is when they're on the other ship. And I was like, there's a fire below decks and it's burning. It sounds like a country song. It I don't know really what it is. It really does. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is because my brain works this way out loud and when I'm writing. And yeah. it's, they haven't caught anything. And he wants to head back into the zone, auto zone. <laughs> He's going back. <laughs> auto zone. Auto zone. <laughs> um, then I have a lot of the, like the quotes about responsibility and um where oh, he's like we're good you want us to sit here and die i want us to stay on the boat until we know we're not infected you're bloody 36 hours it's not mine it's your family's it's your husband's your babies blame me if you want we have to take action we have to take responsibility i'm like fuck yes I, I was like fauci fauci <laughs> this oh our like 
character that I was expecting the least, I don't know, not the least from, but just, I wasn't expecting this much. Like, I really wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Courageousness. Like, there's just something in her that's like, I'm not fucking around. And I was like, damn, Siobhan, all right. Mm -mm. And then the moment when Kira just loses it. Like, she starts, she, like, apologizes to Siobhan, starts to maybe strangle her. Starts to kind of strangle. And then Siobhan's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Starts to run. And, like, she's going up a ladder. Kira grabs Siobhan's ankle. Siobhan lightly kicks her off. Barely. And Kira (laughs) gives a possessed yell and lands hard, dead. A wiggler exits via eyeball and Amid squishes it. Yep. So it was, like, a very strange, like, pattern of events. I know. Um... Then Freya abandons the boat. She's like, it's just a boat, whatever. And Siobhan and Omid are like, ma'am, but she will not be stopped. That was such a good part. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, one, now that I know it's her daughter, yeah. the boat and everything. Yeah. She just lost... Jerry Bear. Jerry Bear. Yeah. She just lost Jerry Bear. And I feel like that is her moment of, I've lost everything. Yep. I don't care anymore. Yeah. She gets off that boat and it is electrocuted. It's been through hell. And she's like, I'm out. Yeah. For her. That was... And you yeah. never know if she gets away. Like, what happens to her? We don't know. Ambiguous. And, and it's hard. It's heartbreaking to see every single thing that, like, tethered her just being zapped. Yep. <laughs> or stabbed. <laughs> She's literally just out of there. Yeah. Because what, what else is there? Oh and when she God. says it's just a boat, I'm like, oh, God, it's not it just wasn't. a boat. It wasn't. It wasn't before. just a boat. Everything that happened to that boat, like, broke her heart. Yep. And then now all of a sudden she's, I don't care. And I'm like, well, yeah, why would you? Everything that that boat represented is gone now. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Um, something to break the sadness. Yeah. So I I love the um, captions for like sound cues and yeah. stuff. So just sounds, not sound cues. But uh, there were it's like thud and scrape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, a little thud and scrape, a little bump and grind. So that was just going through my <laughs> a head. A treat. Yeah. A little thud and scrape. Um, and then, so Amid is trying to go into, like, climb down from the boat into the inflatable boat. Yeah. He is, he cannot swim. And um, boy. he falls in. And I was like, well, she tried. She knows better than to get in the water. Oh, she doesn't know better. Huh. Uh, and then into the darkness, he in. <laughs> and then, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that part was great. I mean... Even though she's so tough and she's like, you know, I've got everyone's best interest at heart. She was like, oh, he's my bud. Yeah. And her downfall. I really thought that she would look down and be like, that's life. Yeah. And I thought he was like yanked down by a tentacle. And so she was going to be I like, so too. there is no way that I can with enough air get back up. He just fell. Yeah. And she went down, saved him. Yeah. I, it was the way that she just gives in and is like, Sia is wild. Yeah. And she just says bye and then dives straight in and swims right down to that mouth to be like, here we go. Yep. And it calls back to the beginning of like, fishermen don't swim. They don't want to die slow. They want to go fast. And she's like, well, the fastest way is straight into the maw. Yep. Oh Oh my God. That's fucking hard. That was a good line too. The fishermen don't want to die slow. Yeah. So she, (laughs) and I hated it. I hated the maw. Yeah. I hated the maw. So creepy. Oh, God. Yeah. I think that's... I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed, but, I mean, we got all of our brave Siobhan moments. Yeah. Um, all the characters were great. Yeah. Technically, I thought it was nice. I, I know everyone said it was low budget, but I thought the creature looked really cool. Yeah. I like how it was mostly, like, in darkness, and so yes. you just kind of saw it by the bioluminescence, yes. and then you only saw, like, parts of it. You never saw, like on the screen this is the anatomy of the creature yeah. and i like when it's kept 
yeah. mysterious in a way, but you do get to see some of it. And it's bold, too, that it was so pretty. Like, yeah. it's very beautiful. It's beautiful. But it's so terrifying. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of like kind of the color out of space and annihilation. Yeah, yeah, it's very it had those same vibes with that yeah. beautiful color and mm. absolutely terrifying. But yeah. I also like that um, the creature is huge. The creature is very present kind yeah. of the whole time, but it is not what is killing them. It's I mean it is in a way, but it's really just those tiny tiny little yeah. fucking eggs and that goo, and that's so terrifying to know that there's something bigger. Yeah. But that's not even what's given you no. a problem right now. Because, um, like, if those things hadn't been on the boat, hadn't gotten into them, I, they probably just could have gone away. Yeah. It didn't grab on again. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yep. And then they go to that other boat, too, and you can clearly tell that the same thing happened to them. Yep. And uh, when he doesn't say anything and she's, he's like, don't mention it, I'm like, you motherfucker, Jer Bear. That was one of his other funniest moments right before or right after. Yeah. Where he, she's like, he's like sea fever. And she's like, okay, yeah. what about the eyes? She's like, that'd be the birds. And I was like, what? I know. I laughed so hard when he yeah. goes, no, the birds got him. And I'm like, underneath with the door closed? Okay. <laughs> I was like, buddy. The most underrated lines in the movie. <laughs> so good. But then grim as hell, you know? Yeah, well. Yeah. I love, I, it wasn't funny, but I did laugh when there was like a huge quiet moment and Siobhan just goes, well, they're all dead. <laughs> Shabbat was done with the nonsense. Oh, she yeah. was like, Jer Bear? Yep. Not keeping your secret. She's like, are you going to do it? Well, I will. Oh, my God. Oh, ugh, gross. Mm. Gross to see what happened to him. And I love that it's called Sea Fever and then it has nothing to do with... I thought it was going to be that like the parasites weren't real and that, like one of them had convinced oh. themselves that they were infected. Yeah. And then you would find out that like there was no creature or oh, something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, even better. That yeah. There was. There was. A nightmare. A nightmare. So yeah, that's that's my notes. I, uh, I just liked it a lot. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. For low budget, I thought it looked great. Oh, so. yeah. Scariest moment? Yeah. Do you have yours? Kind of. Okay. I'll go first because I, ha- I I think I know mine. Okay. Um, mine was the first time she sees the creature. Yeah. You would think it would be the last time, but because I'm so aware of it and, you know, I've seen it, I was like, yep, there she goes. Yeah. Whereas the first time, I really had no idea. I didn't know what the fuck was going to be happening. So when it zoomed in on like the little tentacles on the ship, I already, I already was like, I think those are tentacles. Yeah. And then it goes back. Then you see the maw and I was done for. I was so not into that yeah. creature at all. Uh-uh. So that got me pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of others. It was definitely hard to choose, but yeah, I just, the reveal was really good. Yeah. I think my scariest moment was like Johnny's, descent yeah. into death because like right after they convince him not to go swimming mm-hmm. he comes down and he is so clearly unwell and he's in pain and his eyes are hurting and like you have that quick cut where he's at the sink and then you go to Sudi who is in the shower and then it cuts back to him oh, and he's God. screaming and he's the first one to fall and so mm-hmm. you don't know what form this parasite will take really you really don't know you don't know if it's gonna be a chest burster you don't know if it's going to like invoke sea fever and he will become murderous you don't know what's gonna happen what happens is his eyes explode and he dies from blood loss pretty quickly horrific but like the tension of not knowing how it will present and what will happen to him and then seeing it go so quickly scary as fuck yeah and then having it cause another thing like it goes down the drain and then Sudi absolutely horrifying yep i hate parasite movies i like i love them yeah. but like they scare me a lot oh, just because yeah. they're so small and there's nothing you can do no 
and it freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, Johnny's death was my second one where yeah. I was like, that's pretty fucking terrifying. Yeah. This week, Oof. before we chose the movie, I was mm-hmm. listening to a two-part episode on a free diver, like No Limits Free Diving. Yeah. And it, like a tragic death on that. And right. then this morning, I was listening to a podcast episode on guinea worm. And I was like, oh, I really did get both, huh? Wow, look at you. The parasites look and the that. diving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Oh, those were terrifying. This whole movie just spooked me oh, in yeah. a way that we haven't had one do yet. Like, this was a new... I don't think we've had something so so small yet really have, yeah. have, have we had like a, we've had like zombie kind yeah. of things but parasite i'm not so sure oh yeah yeah because yeah. i know we watched parasite but yeah that was more monster than anything else kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. i don't know the host that's what I'm talking about. Okay, because I'm like, I don't think we've covered Parasite. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Same same director. So I was like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. No, no, no. Host. No. Okay. Um, I will say also, I would put this up, this creature reveal kind of thing. I put it up there with the, the ritual. Where like you um, see it, but they did such a good job with yeah. the way it looks and the way it moves and what it does that I, I don't feel upset that we saw it. Yeah. Different ways. I mean, this one I like because it was more obscured. It was yeah. very big. So yeah. it didn't matter what it looked like. It was just huge. Yeah. And in the ritual, it's just so interesting yeah. that the, then them showing it doesn't upset me because it's no. so weird. It's something different each time. Yeah. Every time you look at it, there's something new to see. Yeah. So I would say those are equal to me. Any creature that is unknown and underwater, you're not going to lose. Like no. to me, you will always scare me with that. Speaking of, oh my gosh, what are your triple features? Okay, I've I was, had mine, oh, so... Okay, you go first. Okay, my first one was Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Oh, I haven't seen it Because it's that same, like, isolated vibes yeah. and, like, being trapped, sort of. And then my second one was The Thing. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people say The Thing, and I don't have it, like, in my memory enough to be like, oh, I could totally choose this. I feel like Fair. a poser when I choose it, because I'm like, I don't know it that well. So I'll choose the episode of um, The X-Files that's based off the thing. <laughs> I almost said that one, yeah. and then I was like, I'll let, I'll let, I'll let, see what Kate does. Let's see what Kate picks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. um, so there's part of me that is just like, boat, go ship. But I, I was mean, like, they're not thematically similar. <laughs> this is not like a thing. <laughs> so I was like trying to think of like, I want to pair this with a pandemic movie. Right. Because... Like, to me, that's what it feels like. Right. Even though, like, it was not written to be about COVID-19 because it was pre-COVID-19. Um, so then I'm like, well, there's Contagion, but, like, the, that's more of, like, action thriller. And so it's, like, hard to pin down. Yeah. And so part of me is, like, Color Out of Space. That's not a bad one. This. And then something outbreaky, And I don't know which yet. We joked about it earlier. But you know which one I kind of fits in a very weird way? Cabin fever. You uh, haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, they drink the water and oh. it is getting them very sick and they're like it's like their skin's like deteriorating, like they're they're it's gross. They get very sick. Yeah. Um so that's like what's killing them. But then there's also other stuff happening and it it's just wild and then they find out later it's the water. I'm like don't drink the water. So it reminds me of that where it's like don't do this one thing. Don't get those stupid blue goo in your cuts and maybe, you know. Um, but it's the same infection kind of story. But that movie's wild. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going through, I was like, what are some of the, like, contagion type things? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one contagion. Yeah. 20 Days Later. Um, Ooh, 20 hmm. Days Later is good. 
Train to Busan's on there. Oh, yeah. Love that movie so much. Pontypool. But... Oh, okay. So, Pontypool, we talked about it. It's yeah. more like rye. <laughs> right. And... Like, a twist on Contagion. Right. But it still does have fucking dark shit in there. It also has kind of a solution. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. So, that's a little... Yeah. A little different, whereas, like, this one's like, if you're infected, you're infected. Yeah. You're um, just fucked. And like, well, that's good, though. I'm gonna keep thinking on it. Because yeah. it's like, I know Color Out of Space. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Annihilation is just, like, visually similar, similar, but not enough where I'm like, these go together. Right. Hmm. I'm gonna think on that. Think on it. Yeah. Think on it. Hmm. Is it time for tropes? It is time for tropes. So this is where I did that, like, super fun neurodivergent thing where I got distracted for, like, hours going on a deep dive. Um, So I am on tvtropes.org all the time. Mm -hmm. And... Sometimes when there's a movie that's, like, not super well-known, there won't be a lot of tropes. And it's like, right. well, it's missing this, it's missing this. And it's like, well, I right. could add them. So today I was like, well, I'll just become a member. And I'll just be... Incredible. I'll, I'll just, like, contribute to stuff. And so then I, like, signed up, and I haven't gotten approved to, like, make any, like, suggestions or edits right. yet. You have to be, like, approved by mods. But then I started digging deep into, like, how to create tropes and, like, what the community is like and about, like, Wix and, like, Wix connections to pages. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, no, 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 I need to focus. I need to focus on sea fever. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, I wonder if there's a specific hair trope for this moment or, like, this. And so I went in a lot of directions. Oh, that was my elbow. Um, wow. Because there were very few tropes on this page. And oh. that's not rare when like a movie's right. not super well known there aren't a lot of tropes things like the shining mm-hmm. are just like pages. i know it's just and i also disagree sometimes I with know. things that are put on there and so Some it's like of them it's like no well, maybe i can start to comment maybe. on those so anyway i spent like an hour or two researching on like how to be a good contributor in tv tropes love it um so some of the tropes i'm going to say are not on the wiki but might be in the future someday if i get approved yeah. uh so this is the one that I think is the most debatable, and it's like both sides have a point. Yeah. And it, they're talking about it more in the perspective of, um, like, the other crew members have a point when they say, like, we get on shore, we, like, can go to hospital if we want right. to. And it's like, they basically said, like, well, they could have, like, gone to shore and then said, hey, we're infected, we need to quarantine. Right. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And so to me, it's not like they have a point because their point was we just want to get off this fucking boat and be home. Yeah. And it wasn't about protecting other people. It was just about their individual. They want to be home. Yeah. Yeah. They want to be home. And it's not like I don't understand that. (laughs) Right. I mean, I get it. They're in shock, too. Yeah. Like, they're not. Yeah. So dwindling party. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ice cream. Oof. Yeah. I, every time there's eye mutilation, I was like, how much? And then I was like, oh, yeah, the whole eye The ball. whole yep. ball. The whole ball. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing. Oh, it boy. wasn't in the tropes page at all, but it's there. It sure is yeah. there. Uh, Final Girl subverted. Yeah. Siobhan. Siobhan. <laughs> because Amid is the final. I know. Final fella. She's so tough. Ugh. I love Amid. A house divided. Mm. Uh, so it's, you know. People not agreeing and like strength right. and all that. Nautical folklore. Love it. Uh, someone said nothing is scarier. And I'm like, mm, mm. I don't think that really fits because we see a lot. Right. And like, 
it's not like fear through absence. It's fear through like enough hints of something that's unknown. Exactly. As of yet. It's like it's more unknown, but yeah, we know it's there. It, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Ocean Madness, and I think Ooh. this one is also played with because yeah. it's like the expectation is that the like isolation and the interpersonal things those will be the downfall. But right. actually, it's a parasite. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you. Superstitious sailors. Uh, because the redhead thing, right. um, swimming, like they mm-hmm. they had a bunch of those just kind of like right. wrapped in there. Title drop because they talk about sea fever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uncertain doom. You don't know mm-hmm. what happened to Freya. You don't know if I Amid's know. actually rescued or not. Because it could be like we've seen it happen in other films where the rescuer is mm-hmm. actually knows about a contagion and has come to right. wipe it out. So it's entirely possible that Amid won't actually be saved. Oh, yeah. And it's entirely possible. It's likely that Freya does not make it, but we're not sure. Yeah. Uh, and then Wham Line, which is uh, coming up on a shoal. That shoal's moving pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good. Those yeah. are the chips? Yeah. So I those are with mine added in. Oh, nice. Those are like wow. All of them. So, so I'm. Maybe someday they'll be official. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Then there was one um, that. Like, basically, when a page doesn't have a lot of, like, interlinks between other pages, mm-hmm. like, it might be in poor health. Yeah. Because not you're not going to get linked to it from other pages, so you right. want to create, like, strong links between tropes. And so there's one that needs help, and so if I get approved, I'm going to right. add this because it's led from an outsider mm-hmm. or, like, something like, like, I think it is led from the outside, but it's when someone comes in and they're clearly part of the out group, but mm-hmm. then they become the leader or they try to right. lead this in group. And that's what happens that because what she happens, yeah. is not part of the crew, Mm-mm. but she comes in and she's like, listen, we have to quarantine. We have to do this. Yeah. And it's all about the tension right. of her coming into something that already existed without her and oh. has very strong norms. Yeah. They literally talk about that in the yeah. description. So yeah. Yeah. So that's one that I'll link to it. So like it's that. like, this movie has a lot of tropes, but it just doesn't have a lot of views. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Get those views up. It's Get so good. Views. Everyone watch that movie. It's really Everyone good. It. it was on Canopy for Freezies, if you have a library card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, on Hulu as well. Hulu, yeah. 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 It's good. I liked it a I lot. too. Um, wow, speaking of, we have to read the movie. Oh, God. I have some options. Okay. I've got redhead haters for one. Oh, yeah. Because they sure did hate those those redheads. Um, Milky Tentacles, mm. Blue Goo Lagoon, or just the slime. Um, eye Parasites, you know, the fun yeah. stuff. The only one I had was Blail Splats. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, redhead Haters and Milky Tentacles are my favorites. I think, you know what? Let's go Redhead Haters. Redhead Haters. I don't know why, it just sounds right. Yeah, it for does this sound one. right. It really does. <laughs> um... All right, I've got mine. Okay. I have to, yeah. Okay, one, okay. two. Yay! <laughs> we both gave it four and a half. Redhead haters. Redhead haters. <laughs> Such a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, yeah, we already, I mean, we already said everything, yeah. basically. Four yeah. and a half. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Except yeah. It's just, it was interesting. I thought it yeah. was unique. I thought it was... It subverted my expectations because yeah. I thought by the time we saw the creature, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be a creature movie. Yeah. Not at all. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So it just keeps you on your toes. And I'm excited to rewatch it. I was literally wa- talking about wanting to watch it again yes. right after it ended just because there's stuff that I missed or yeah. there's 
I don't know, that creature was just so interesting that I just want to see it again just to see it. For Um, sure. Yeah, it was just spooky, pretty movie also, like being on the ocean and everything. Mm. Seeing the bioluminescent in the beginning and the end was just so, I don't know, something so beautiful. One of my favorite things about the water shots is that it's not one of those like perfect, like no debris, no like seaweed. Right. It's like, no, this is like fishing water yeah there is seaweed there is trash there are these things and so you see like the um propeller like churning up stuff yeah and, like this feels so like it got the setting so right it did a good job it yeah. made it feel real yeah it made it feel like we were on this boat and like that it was actually happening and not that i was like on a set yeah yeah um so also four redhead haters yeah four and a half Four and a half redhead haters. Redhead haters. Um, I got stuck on the redheads and forgot about the half. Yeah, it's okay. It <laughs> As we all do, it you know? It happens, it happens. Yeah. Uh, so I think my only critique, mm-hmm. which is half of a redhead hater, right. yeah. um, is basically that I feel like it could have gone further. Yes, that and is my only like, complaint. In like a few ways. I feel like I love a tight 90. Like I, I'm not ever going to critique a movie for right. like sticking to that. I feel like there was room to further develop things if they wanted to. Yeah. And then like with like a slow burn movie, sometimes there's this like catastrophic collapse that mm-hmm. lasts, like it's a big bang and then it peters out. Or there's like once the fire gets going, it's like roaring. So like there are a few different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And it, I liked that it wasn't like, okay, one start, things start happening. It's nonstop action until the end. Right. There were those pauses. Mm-hmm. There were another body in the freezer. Right. But I felt like there was even more room for yeah. more things to happen. There could have been more fallout too with yeah. like seeing the boat and finding out that he yeah. knew about it, finding out that he went into like uncharted waters. There was room to like do more with the relationships yeah. that were already. Like tease out more. Yeah. yeah. Not that they didn't because they okay. did. It's just like they had time yeah they could have just kept going a little bit yeah same with the creature i feel like i don't necessarily want to see it more but like i don't know i don't know i don't know what i want from it i just know that like i wanted it involved just a tiny bit more um but i thought it was neat i thought it was great yeah just push it just push it a little further push it real good. push it real good yeah yeah okay so that's nine redhead haters yeah yeah okay so that wraps up our discussion of sea fever oh Good stuff. Good if, you enjoyed, <laughs> if you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Yes, please. Or just tell a friend to listen. That's tell a friend. Listen, tell a tell friend. A yeah. friend. <laughs> I don't know why I'm chanting everything hey. today. It just felt right. Yeah, I get it. Thanks. Love that energy going into the weekend. Thank you. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just School With It, and every week we'll post the movie for the week, and then we also have no context quotes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Twitter's dying, so yeah, check Instagram it's a lot. Thinking. It's it's the, the ship is going down. <laughs> Maybe we'll be on Threads someday. Maybe who knows? I don't who even know what that is. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Instagram launched their it's Twitter like their version. Own, yeah. yeah, so it's like I have no idea. If it's worth the time, we'll, we'll, if I'm we'll interested see. at all, we'll see. We're going to investigate. I was never a Twitter gal anyway, so. <laughs> I was. I know. You can cue Dodie right now. Not Dodie. What's it? Dido. Dido. <laughs> I will go down with this ship. That's me right now with Just Twitter. play some Enya in the background, too. <laughs> like 2 <Saluting>. sad girl. <laughs> <laughs> we need them both, guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to miss it. Fuck you, Elon. Oh, All right, continue. Right. <laughs> uh, you can also check out our extended show notes on our website, justgoolthepod.com. About the first half of those are up. Yeah. Second half to We're be uploaded. There. It's uh, hard to create a website when you don't know what you're doing, turns out. 
Uh, you could also hard. <laughs> yeah. you could also take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash just cool with it. And that we do stay up to date. That like, one is up to date. <laughs> we do the Simon Watch every month. Yeah. We do the horror game. You played Alien Isolation. Oh my god, guys. Ugh. I played Alien Isolation and I thought I beat it. Oh, I literally no, stood up. So this is what you could you could see if you are on the Patreon. I stood up and I flipped off the camera and I went, fuck you, to the alien because I thought I was done. Yeah. And then Kate went, all right, so that's the end of mission six. And I was like, how many? <laughs> what? Like, how many? Like 20 something. Just like 20 something. We're like not we were not through yet. we were not close, but I got a, I had a lot of energy. Yeah, <laughs> so you you could see that if you're a patron. Yeah, you should. It's funny. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons: Woo. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, and Andrew. Woo! They're incredible. Love them. Can't them. wait. We have a Simon watch this Sunday. weekend. Yeah. yeah. So when this episode releases, we have a Simon watch. Yes. And the last one was uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. That was fun. That was a hoot and a half. That was a wild one. Love that one. I'm okay. excited for this weekend. Yes. The intro and outro music was created mm-hmm. by Anthony Roccozella. The cover art, it's by your very own Nikki Solomon. What would you do if my eyes exploded right now? Ooh, cover my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I thought it would be like, check out my friend. Well, we saw that Johnny... I'm going to end it before you explain that. <laughs> I didn't. It's still going. Oh, my God. <laughs> Johnny bled out pretty quickly, so I don't know if I could get to you in time to be of assistance. You could at least come to my body and go, oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, what I would do is I'd grab a towel and I'd do compressions because okay. you need something to put over you it know to what? compress. I guess it's fine. You can cover your drink while it's happening. Yeah. It's like immediate reaction is kind of like mom arm in the car. <laughs> but, but then it's like, oh, towel, okay. Fine, fine. I'll let it slide. But if your eyes explode, I, I'm over there. Yeah? I'm getting, I'm getting in deep in the blood. You haven't said yet that you're not eating though. <laughs> I did one time say eyes look delicious. I have to end this. This is going terribly for me. This time... For real.